I'm working on one right now. I'm trying to embroider a QR code, which is a little challenging. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be a QR code, too, that never going to give you up YouTube. That's genius. That's brilliant. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Summer Tech Podcast. Today joining us, we have Ben Ehrlich, our Hello. familiar tech director, and Anna Henderson. Hello. Gonna... <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So Anna has been a counselor at Summer Tech for many years and a senior counselor. For it Was this your first or second year as a senior counselor, Anna? This is my first year as a senior counselor. First year as a senior counselor. Yes. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Before we get into actual important things, do you drink coffee, Anna? I do occasionally. Yes, not on a daily basis or anything, just because I don't want to get that coffee addiction, you know? I'm all <laughs> but, about um, the coffee addiction. <laughs> for the flavor, I do drink mochas mm. from time to time. And so yes. is it more of like a, oh my gosh, I have this homework or test coming up and now I'm going to have some coffee? Or is it like, oh, you know what, I'll treat myself. I'm feeling it. Yeah, more like a treat, for sure. If I have to stay up late, it's usually um, tea is my go-to, because it's more relaxing. Because usually if I'm up late, I'm stressed already, so like <laughs> high amounts of caffeine at that time are not good. <laughs> it seems like a much healthier approach to it. <laughs> I'm definitely a, a coffee addict myself. And I've gotten to the point where the caffeine just doesn't seem to like move the needle, oh, no. which is bad. Unless I get to the point where it's like so much caffeine that I, I, and I've talked about this in the past, but like where I start to feel my heart racing and then I'm like, whoa, I need to <laughs> cool down. But that's the only <laughs> barometer I have for like the caffeine intake. I never feel noticeably more awake or anything like that, which mm -hmm. is probably a problem and an indication that I should stop. Miles was saying that he tried cold brew. So do you know anything about cold brew at all? Yes, I did try it for the first time recently and... Oh, really? Very good. Yeah. It's, it is really good. What did you think of it? I thought it was good. I did put a lot of like sugar and creamer in it, but I did enjoy it very much. What totally surprised me, what I didn't realize is that when you make cold brew, you're just making the concentrate. You, like, you make like really concentrated coffee and then you dilute that with water, right? Mm -hmm. And so Miles' story last time was that he uh, didn't realize that you weren't supposed to drink the concentrate, which oh, makes this really no. strong coffee. And he poured himself a whole glass and drank the whole thing. Oh, no. And was awake for two days. Oh, so that, dear. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I now feel nervous whenever I... So I recently started making cold brew. And I feel nervous now as I add the concentrate. I'm like, I'm just thinking about that cautionary tale of Miles adding <laughs> too much. And I'm like... <laughs> Maybe I will stick to three tablespoons instead of four <laughs> tablespoons. Yes. No, we have a communal cold brew in our fridge downstairs, mm. and um, it does have a warning label on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had the concentrate experience the first time I had espresso. Ooh. My parents had this old espresso pot that I had discovered. I, I just seen the movie Moonstruck and was so excited about espresso. And so I made a whole pot of it, and <gasps> I too didn't realize that it was concentrated. Oh, no. And so I just poured myself like a full coffee cup oh, size no. of espresso and I drank it and it's like, oh my goodness, this is delicious. And then felt myself floating into the air <laughs> and I, I was performing in a play that night, already really nervous. And now 
I was just completely done for. And you got out all your lines in half the time. Exactly. Added. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for joining us today, Anna. So are you currently going to school for CS? Yeah, I am majoring in CS at Cornell. I'm a sophomore currently in the College of Engineering. Did you find that your experience as a teacher and, and student at Summer Tech helped prepare you for starting CS in, in college? I would say it definitely did. Learning to code at Summer Tech was one of my biggest inspirations for studying CS in the first place. Just getting that initial exposure and realizing that it was something I was interested in. So yeah, it would definitely push me to study CS, but it also prepared me in the fact that I learned quite a bit of Java at Summer Tech, which kind of over-prepared me for the intro classes in college. When did you first come to Summer Tech? I first came to Summer Tech when I was 12, and I was oh, wow. a camper there for three years. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, my first summer there, I was really nervous because I had never been to a summer camp before at all, much less like a tech camp. So. It was a lot of getting used to the whole camp experience, but I just remember like immediately being super welcomed by the staff and super welcomed by the other campers and feeling really at ease despite um, being away from home uh, and away from my parents for the first time uh, for a while. So yeah. Did you go because you wanted to learn how to program or what brought you to Summer Tech? So originally I came to Summer Tech because uh, my dad was like, oh, you should learn to code. This is a useful skill. And I was like, okay, I think I'll try it. So we, we didn't have any coding programs at my school. So my dad signed me and my sister up for summer tech so that we could learn to code. So yeah, that was my primary purpose for going to summer tech. And it was my first experience to Python. That was my first language. And I ended up enjoying it a lot, a lot more than I thought. I thought it would be kind of like going to school. You know, you would sit down in a classroom and people would you and you would be this like kind of draining experience but it ended up being really fun we got to do these fun projects you know text-based adventures and things and it <laughs> ended up being something i enjoyed a lot more than i thought i would are any of the uh teachers that you first had when you started summer tech still on staff well jake jake was on staff <laughs> jake is still there but yeah i think a lot of them have unfortunately left like phil Sickles, Julia, Bobby. That was a great crew. Yeah. yeah. What was it like becoming a counselor after being a camper for many years? It was really interesting to see the other side of what happens at, at camp. And you get to really see more of like the heart of the camp, you know, because as a camper, you're not really thinking about, oh, like, is everyone engaged during the activities? Or, oh, like, um, are we meeting all the campers' needs and stuff? You're just kind of worried about yourself and you having a good time but when you're on staff you get to really see how much um the other staff members are really actively trying to keep everyone engaged and attend to the campers interests and needs so that was a really cool thing to see and to be a part of and to uh, make summer tech a good experience for the new campers the new kids coming to camp that was a lot of fun and there's also all the fun staff um traditions that you get to be a part of too was it more planned or less planned than you thought? Like going into staff for the first time, did you think, oh, wow, they were 
actually well organized and and had this <laughs> meaning behind what they were doing where you're like oh my goodness this i never realized that this happened the night before uh for anything <laughs> i would say a lot of the things are very well organized on staff you know one of the things that surprised me is that each individual staff member does have a lot of responsibility making sure the campers are safe when you're escorting campers to their rooms and um writing your own evaluations and um, doing forms and things like that. Those are all things that I wasn't expecting, really. But it was it is interesting to be on staff and to see the scramble for everyone to get their evaluations in at the end of the <laughs> week. Some people doing them Friday morning. So for anyone who hasn't been to Summer Tech, one of the things we do every single week is every single camper gets an evaluation that's always positive, but just goes over the kinds of things they worked on that week and a little bit about their experience in class. And typically, there's sort of this tension, at least from my perspective, scheduling it and former experience writing it. There's this sort of tension where you don't want to do it too ahead of time because you want to get experience with that person. So right. it's more meaningful. You know, you wouldn't want to write it Monday. Uh, but then at the end of the week, there's so much to do that you're trying. It, it's difficult to find the time to write it on that Thursday so that it can get in. You just write it on Monday using a, a generator that you create in C++, and then you're all good. As long as you know their name, uh, you're fine. We've had <laughs> counselors try it, and we always reject those evals because I think it's less that they want to not write a nice eval, but when you put a bunch of coders in a room, you know, they're going to want to come up with a programmatic solution to something. Did you have any favorite memories, or what was a favorite part of being a staff member? Something I like a lot about being on staff is, of course, the Thursday night meetings are a lot of fun, but unexpectedly, those Sunday mornings when we're all together, kind of early, we have our bagels, Starbucks, mm -hmm. and you're just getting ready for the next week and we're throwing around event ideas, talking about the crazy stuff that happened the week before. That's always a lot of fun. Some time that we get to spend together just as staff, but also being excited for the campers to arrive. I'm just yeah. smiling ear to ear listening to you talk about that. <laughs> it is one of those really nice sort of sweet behind the scenes parts of being in camp. So something I've always said when, when talking to parents about the staff and sort of talking about how it's our uh, staff that our former campers and have spent so much time in this program is that every single one of the staff members is there because they had a great experience as a camper and want to give that to someone else. And mm -hmm. I think there is a ton of that intention and you see that in moments on that Sunday like you were talking about, you know, how are we going to... It's a constant sort of learning, you know, no week of, uh, no week is perfect. And every week you're like, all right, <laughs> this next week, this is what we're going to get right. You know, like mm -hmm. this is how we're going to improve or do this differently. And, and always trying to make the program the best it can be, which is really awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So this summer was a little bit different than a traditional summer. This year we put on a virtual version of Summer Tech with online group classes and social events and Discord. And so... You were a huge part of that this summer when, you know, going back and looking through how that was all organized, you taught for a vast, you, I think you got to experience every different type of teaching that we did. You were teaching mm -hmm. our, our normal summer tech classes. You were teaching um, students in California at a different time during the summer, as well as super, super involved with events this summer. So I definitely wanted to just hear a little bit about your experience. What was it like? going from this normal summer tech experience to teaching online and, and being part of virtual summer tech? Well, it was certainly a lot of fun, but also really a challenge to try to recreate such a 
unique environment that we have at in-person summer tech. So in terms of classes, I would say that it didn't feel any different to me to teach online. In fact, sometimes it's even easier to teach online because sometimes easier to hold the student's attention and you can see all the screens at the same time and things like that. Sharing screens is, is such a such a plus of online teaching. So I would say that wasn't too much of a challenge, but the social planning the social events was probably a bit more different because we really had to get creative with, okay, we have an hour of game time. How are we going to make sure that campers don't just get up and take a nap or get up and start making breakfast? We did have both of those happen. We did, uh, which no, is perfectly campers okay. Campers weren't allowed to eat. <laughs> yeah. Which is perfectly okay, but we also want to, you know, make sure that for the campers who do want to stay, we do have an activity for them to do. So it was a lot of fun playing a lot of shell shock and um, <laughs> scribble. Were you sick of shell shock by the end? Um, no, I don't think I could get sick of shell shock. <laughs> shell shock is very fun. We're still playing shell shock in our our evening our evening events on Fridays. Yes. So I'd never played shell shock before the summer. I didn't expect <laughs> to enjoy it as much as I did. I've never been much of a any kind of like shooter game person and it was just very fun i think playing it with that summer tech community so there's the the social aspect and the game itself it, mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it i got destroyed a lot i lost very <laughs> hard to summer tech campers and counselors it was not it was a very humbling experience but it's a lot of fun to get on a discord voice channel and listen to the other people who are playing the game it's much better than just, you know, when you join a public server and you can't hear anyone and you're just shooting random eggs, you know? <laughs> much better when you can hear someone say, like, okay, blue team, let's do this. Or like, oh, we need to group team up against the red team and things like that. One of the things that was the most impressive from being a little bit more hands-on in the managing side and less on the event planning side was how impressive the Thursday night events were this year. It's a tradition from our in-person summer where we will... Uh, the staff will kind of come together and, and create a unique event each week and put that on for that week's overnighters. And so this summer, since we were online, we organized our virtual events for everybody who had come to Virtual Summer Tech or was coming later in the summer. And so we saw a ton of ingenuity in how to bring kind of neat and fun and interesting events to this online space in that way. And Anna, you were a huge part of that. So what was it like working on that or which, whichever sort of first TNS that you were involved with. Oh, you were you were involved from the beginning. What was it like? Even sort of wrapping your head around, how is this going to work? The first one that we planned was the sketch night. Um, that was a lot of fun. And the inspiration for that kind of came from, we had had sketch nights in the past in person. And some of our staff, like David, had had experience with recreating sketch nights as a school project over Zoom. So... We wanted to recreate that in-person experience on Summer Tech because we knew it had been a successful TNS in the past. So that was a lot of fun. We had some late nights of planning, oh, what sketches are the campers going to find funny? And how are we going to work around all the technical difficulties with not being in the same place? But it was it was fun to think of all those ideas. And we the fact that we were doing it virtually actually gave us even more freedom to do things that we couldn't necessarily do in person. Like, for example, our montage of videos that we put together for our I'll Make a Man Out of You cover <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of fun to put together. And it came out horrific, 
in a really <laughs> fantastic way. Thank you so much for joining us today, Anna, for our recording of the podcast. Thank you for having me. And thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into this week's edition of the Summer Tech Podcast. Remember to like and follow us on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. And if you're interested in signing up for Codetum classes or Summer Tech, you can head to www.codetum.com or www.summertech.net. And then I was like, oh no, now there's a hole in my desk. <laughs> <laughs>